got to huddle in here. They're ready. There was something I think you wanted to uh, address. Yeah, we're live, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, I did make a mistake last last time, and I do apologize for all of our listeners, but I did want to make an apology to uh, Mark Morse. Um, he's the one who created our intro music, and I did... I actually did really like it. I've listened to it a couple it's times. Late. It's too late for that. No, I think I offended him. I was probably being too uh, too much of a smartass. So I uh, I don't know how to talk to this thing. It's, it's like I'm talk, talk, am I talking talk, to my kid right now? Just or talk at it. Am I yeah. whispering? But I do want to apologize. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, very sincere apology. I'm sure Mark appreciates that. That's I don't know what ranks higher, like a Trump's apologies over Twitter or like what you just did there. I don't know what was more believable. Well... At the end of our last session, I'm like I actually felt bad for what I said. So good. I just wanted to make sure Good. that he knew because I don't see him anymore. You I didn't even him. know that. He I see did him on that. Instagram. You didn't even know that he did that. I did know. Himself. I just was just. All right, Luke, why, being a by jerk. Way, apology, Sorry. Why don't, why don't you set up the? Uh, so one of the one of the things that our many fans told us after last episode is um, they didn't know really what we were doing. So Luke, why don't you talk to them about what we're doing and what the podcast is all about? Really? Yeah, this is on you. <laughs> that was a part of my, my part. That's it is now. We're setting the agenda for the podcast. We're we're live. Let's do the elevator pitch. Go. We're fucking doing it live. What are we doing here? I don't know. You don't even. Know. <laughs> you tell me. That's a problem. <laughs> Should That's probably problem. be able to, to speak to that. No, we're not. We're not thought leaders, right? Yeah. So we're talking about a lot of things that sales is doing in in the world today, and and segments. Hey, and there's a lot of different segments, but we want to make sure that we stay on schedule, right? We want to make sure we stay on, on topic uh, and make it as applicable to everybody, but they also need to know that we're not thought leaders. Like, we're not trying to be a thought leader. Well, so we're at a clip of about 30,000 new fans a week. I think yeah. that's what we're trending at. And for all the, the new listeners, I think, so for those who don't know us, the three of us work together. Uh, we've been best friends for, like, ever. Um, and... Um, this is a good outlet for us to talk to people, to, to the many fans, about um, a bunch of dumb stuff like segments and a little bit about sales that could apply to everybody. So if you're here, I, th- I would say if you're here for a specific purpose, um, you're probably lost. Nick, your, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think that sums it up well. There's Sales is kind of what initially brought us together. There will be some sales banter. Um, but not gross sales manager. Yeah, certainly not giving you any sales tips, advice, practice, yuck. Not yeah. going to do any of that. Um, Hence the name. Exactly. I think the name really sums it up. Not thought leaders. Yeah. All right, great. Okay, so we're going to kind of make up the agenda as we go along here. Um, really excited to dive into figuring out what we're doing. Um, I think what we're going to do today is a little bit of... Oh, so the one sales topic that we're going to talk about that I think relates to everybody out there is how to say no to a salesperson or for the salesperson to say no. Um, like, like we just talked about, we don't want to get into like gross, like how to write an email, five things to get a reply in your email or like any crap like that. I think the goal is to figure out like how we can relate it to everybody so that everybody has a little bit more sympathy for the salesperson on the other end of the line. Uh, and to try and make salespeople one little bit less douchey every day. Mm-hmm. I think that's um, that's a, a lofty purpose. Mm-hmm. And then um, what are the what are the segments that you're doing? Luke, you're doing a dad joke. Yes, I have a good one lined you up. You have one prepared. Yeah, that'll be how we wrap up, right? We yep. we gotta save the the joke. Are you gonna yeah. Google it right before? No, you? I actually know it off the top of my head. I could say it now, but no, don't. I'll save it for our. Let's segment. keep the fans in suspense. Yeah. Yep. Um, I have a great troll of the week. I have a few. I'll keep it brief. I promise. 
And then what are you taking care of next week? So I have uh, the weird news segment of the week. I have two great stories. I think it's going to be a wild card which one I share when we get to it. One is a little more PC. Mm. Uh, the other one is a little crude. Um, and so we'll see which one I go with when we get there. We'll wow. see what the fans respond to. Yeah. We'll be live tracking, you know, how people are responding. Yeah, feel free to live tweet uh, your responses at, at our recorded podcast. I have my tweet deck up, uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, your responses. Luke, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, Theo Rastetter. Wait, you actually have Twitter? Yeah, I do. No, you don't. I do. And it's a picture of my dog that we don't have anymore. Yeah, so uh, you but it's a picture of my it. dog. <laughs> so no, used it in six years. No, I, I follow people. I don't really tweet very much, but I have one. Use it as I think source. there are two types of Twitter people. There's the people who have Twitters to vent and share stuff, and then there's the people who have a Twitter just to follow and read things, and they don't necessarily tweet anything out. I use it more for news, yeah. News. Yeah. But yeah. I think we should move on to our, our, our first topic. You're such a f- bully. Well, I think, you know, that's what our fans want. Okay. All right. Well, and that we'll, looks like it's about Thanksgiving. I wrote that down. I think it's good. Okay. Who ate, who ate the most? I know I didn't. I, uh, seriously? You didn't let yourself go over Thanksgiving? No, I didn't. I ran four miles in the morning, though. Get the... Seriously? Yeah, I felt really good. Just, I that did, is disgusting. I did eat, I did eat What's a, a lot of stuffing that's in the bird, which... And I ate some dark meat. According to WW, you can't really eat because it has a lot of points. But I did... I did feel pretty good on Thanksgiving. So there has to be some level of poop left inside the bird, right? Yes. <laughs> Great. All right. <laughs> moving, <laughs> moving on. All right. Um, I guess we'll just dive right into segments. We, we got a lot of great feedback from the many, many fans out there that um, we'll maybe try and like keep it, keep it going in a direction. We're, we're trying to make the vectors go in one line. Um, so I'll, I'm going to get it started. Is that cool? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I'll go, and then you go, and then we'll do sales, and then we'll do Luke. Sure. Fans, you agree? Great, the fans agree. Tweet okay. deck is blowing up, yep. All right, so I've, I've got Troll of the Week. Um, so for those of you who didn't tune in last week, maybe the two of you who didn't catch last week's episode, um, Troll of the Week is dedicated to those noble warriors in the world uh, who are fighting back without a cause, uh, but they did so in a funny manner. Um, and so I have a couple of great ones lined up. I think I'm gonna start with, I think I'm gonna start with a moneymaker here. <clears throat> if anybody who's not familiar with PETA, uh, the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, um, survey came out recently saying that just like there is sexism, ageism, and racism in language, that has been tuned out or you know, like uh, phased out over the years because people get more woke. Um, now it's time for to stop using anti-animal language. So for example, sayings like kill two birds with one stone, be the guinea pig or beat a dead horse, uh, that's fucked up. You know, PETA, PETA says no more. And, and so the people uh, didn't necessarily agree. So PETA said, no, no, like, you know, instead of saying, kill two birds with one stone. We're not saying get rid of it. We're saying feed two birds with one scone. Or (laughs) instead of be the guinea pig, be the test tube, because we all know what that means. Uh, Instead of beat a dead horse, feed a fed horse. Uh, One of my favorites, instead of bring home the bacon, there's no such, you know, you can't bring home dead, dead pork. That's not woke. So instead, bring home the bagels. Uh, take the bull by the horns, take the flower by the thorns. So 
these are more woke anti-speciesism uh, sayings that it's time to phase out. Uh, well, the problem is that the, the people fought back. <laughs> and they fought back in a great way. Um, so some of the ways that they are, uh, that people are speaking out, um, is they're actually calling out PETA on their wokeism uh, with their own wokeism. So for example, If, if you're not eating that bread, that's, that's weightist. Yeah. Well, what about people like you, like coffee and bagels? Now that is offensive. I think that works, actually. Bring home the bagel. I guess that, in, in my sense, for coffee means bagel. Bring home the bagels. It's like, bring home the booty. You know? Which still could. I, I guess that could still apply. I don't know. Um, I think it's a slippery slope. No matter what you say, <clears throat> it's a slippery slope. You just you're gonna get in trouble regardless. So you just shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't say anything. I know. I'm done just talking. Don't speak. <laughs> I said something about. I, I'm done talking. Promise. No, I can't. Okay. All right. Great. Um, so anyway, so one of those uh, bring home the bacon instead of that bring home the bagels. Um, senator Orrin Hatch actually chimed in. For those of you not, this is a Republican senator from Utah. Um, posted a sweet. <laughs> sweet sweet Twitter video and uh, what I'm gonna do is turn the sound up and hope that you guys can at least hear the sound but uh, essentially listen to this music <laughs> it's Senator Orrin Hatch just slowly taking down some bacon at his office in direct response to the Twitter of the research publication that said these are, you know, being phased out. This is Orrin Hatch taking down some bacon. So props to Orrin Hatch for taking down some bacon for Troll of the Week. Uh, the second one, really quickly, uh, this is power and marketing right here. Burger King is offering penny whoppers to those who use their app, yeah. the Burger King app, to order a whopper. Trick is to make it, uh, to get the, the penny cost, you have to be within 600 feet of a McDonald's. <laughs> They're calling it the Whopper Detour promotion, and basically what they want you to do is sit in the drive-through for McDonald's, open up your app, order a Whopper, and then drive away, and it'll direct you to the Burger King that you ordered awesome. the Whopper from. Trolling and marketing. The it, power of geofencing. What? That's what it's called. It just got so nerdy, dude. That's your that's your roots coming into play here. Yeah, you know. All right, I love it. All right, so anyway, that's trolling and marketing. It's a double whammy for a sales podcast. So that's my troll of the week. I love it. You approve? Yeah. Thanks, Luke. All right, all right. Moving on. Nespy's got another sweet sweet segment to talk. Yeah. So today, as as I alluded to in the beginning, we have two great weird news stories. What's your segment? Uh, It's weird news story. Okay. Great. So there's a lot of weird shit that happens out there. Um, what I did was looked all over the internet for some of the weirdest uh, to find something that went on recently. And I think I want you guys to decide, would you rather me share the more PC one or crude one? Are they long? Can you not share both? I, I could probably share both. Let's go for gold. All right. The people want to hear. Let's warm up with the, the more PC one. Fans, this is for you. So this one actually may spark some debate but uh this dutch man who goes by the name of emil rattleband mm. you guys may have heard yeah, this emil. was, was taking storm on the internet he's 69 years old 
And in a recent doctor's appointment, his doctor said he had the health of a 45-year-old. So what Emil decided was that he was going to petition to lower his legal age to 49, from 69 to 49. His argument was that while I'm 69, I'm limited. If I'm 49, I can buy a new house, drive a different car, take up more work. When I'm on Tinder and I say I'm 69, I don't get an answer. When I'm 49, with the face that I have, I will be in a luxurious position. So he's, so the news is that this guy's actually trying to legally change his age? Yeah, and his argument was that transgenders can now have their gender changed on their birth certificate, and in the same spirit, there should be room for age change. Wow. So he filed with government agencies to change his age back 20 years because he said his age is hindering him in life, and his doctor said that he has the health of a 49-year-old, wow. and he wants to now identif oh, his identify. Oh, doctor is backing him up. His doctor is saying age of a 49-year-old. Yeah, of a and, and he wants to now identify as a 45-year-old. Hmm. Wow, Luke, this is exciting news for you, dude. Saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you guys saw that coming, too, a mile away. You so, could go from, like, 48 to, I don't know, Better shape than you guys. I think that the scary part, though, is like... It if stinks this, to admit, but... That might be true. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're going to do a BMI race off. Yeah. All right. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Fine. What would you say you're at right now? I know what I'm at. What's your BMI? I don't know. Mine's better. I was just On our next podcast, we'll talk, <laughs> discuss our BMI. But, um, right, yeah, so that was a, a pretty interesting one. That's a whole new... Uh, that's a mind-level, mind-blowing level of woke... Yeah. Changing your actual age. We're really in the future. What a great time to be alive. Yep. Yeah. So my other weird news story of the week comes from us uh, from is Connecticut. Is this the one that our listeners need earmuffs for? This yes. Is a... <laughs> uh, if you have any children in the room or people you don't want to listen to this, I suggest you tune out briefly. Al, plug your ears. Um, so this guy, uh, Robert Somley, he's 52, landscaper in Connecticut. Mm. Him and this other colleague of his, who's a 48-year-old female who uh, has not been identified, chose to remain anonymous. Ooh, okay, I like where this is going. We're landscaping at a Connecticut home. Uh, at one point, they're into working, and he walks inside and says he needs a break. Uh, you know, he's too tired. So he goes inside. Uh, it's been 20 minutes. Hasn't returned. The woman goes inside the house to look for him. And there he's sitting there watching porn naked on a laptop. Wow. Just in this person's home. Brandon, not his home. It's yeah. the place that they were serving. Correct. Okay. The woman then says, like, what are you doing? And he said, well, I need to take care of myself before returning to the job. The woman shrugged him off and said, all right, fine. Went back out to doing more landscaping. She went back inside the home then, a little bit later, and he's still in there. This time she saw him still naked. Uh, relieving himself and smearing maple syrup all over his body. What? At this point, the woman confessed that this was actually a turn-on. This must have been some good grade-A Vermont maple syrup here. <laughs> um, and so the woman decided, actually demanded, according to this article, that she needed to join in on the action. From there, they started adding blueberry jelly uh, and other condiments to their bodies Jeez. as they made love in this person's home. Who admits all of this stuff? So here's why it was admitted. 
when Somley first went into the home, he actually set up cameras and started recording. Oh, Jesus. Got this whole thing on tape. And only after the woman found out that he had secretly recorded her and their act inside this person's home, she then went to the police after he refused to delete the files. Oh, my God. Okay, that's weird. That qualifies. That's a good one. Yeah. I think that one's really good. You had me... <laughs> You had me until I thought it was hot until the maple syrup, and then I—that's when I started trailing off. Yeah, I mean, clearly you've never had good Vermont maple syrup. Not, not off of my own body. Yeah, I haven't. Ugh. So I guess, yeah. Yeah. Maybe the blueberry jam reeled me back in, though. I don't want yeah. to talk about your body. What? I don't want to talk about your body. Luke, I'm not embarrassed, man. I, I love yeah. my, I love my body covered in blueberry jam. <laughs> so, TBD on what's going to happen to Somli, but. Uh, Feel bad for that person's home, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, feel bad that it probably ruined. wasn't. It probably was not great A Vermont syrup. I don't well, know. I mean, if it was, and he went through a gallon of that, that's like sixty, seventy bucks. You know, <laughs> Is they, it they actually? Took, yeah, that they took from that person's home. Wow. Yeah. So now we're actually, it's more about the theft than it is the act. Yeah, the theft charge might actually be higher than the voyeurism one. Wow. But, that's um. That's really gross. And thanks for my th- the next two hours of my day are gonna be lost. Next I time know. I eat maple syrup, it's not gonna taste it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> Why does my syrup taste so sweaty? <laughs> yeah. it smells like burnt hair. <laughs> um. All right. So I think it's time. So let's dive into the the sales scene. What are we tra- tracking at right now? Wait. What are you, are you clicking on like a bunch of ads on my laptop, no, dude? This is. Oh no, Erlacher. What is this clickbait? You're gonna. No, it's about Erlacher's house. He has a house by where I live, and I just wanted to see where. No, it is. we're looking at Brett Favre now. You've been clicking. I've been like trying to figure out where it is. That's all I'm trying to do. Look, let me explain to you how, how advertising works. I know you're new to the internet. But I'm when not you click pressing. On this crap, I'm, I'm not pressing anything. All I'm doing is pressing the next button to see where the Erlacher house is. Oh God. This should be right by mine. It's also pretty ridiculous. You don't have an ad blocker uh, installed, Justin. No, it's this. It's the crap at the bottom of the article. This is what he's clicking. This on. This was your page anyway. <laughs> Luke would be the one to click on those. Hundred <laughs> percent. I like. You'll never <laughs> believe what this house went for. <laughs> Weight loss tips that doctors don't want to tell you no, about. The best what? ones. That you can't believe what these childhood stars look like today. <laughs> Click. <laughs> here's a here's a 50 slide article. That you exactly. Click one by one. <laughs> these are the top 10 most busted draft picks in the NFL. Click. Click. All right, I'm getting off your clickbait crap. Ryan right. Leaf, number one. I could have guessed that one. All right, so here's the sales. Here's here's the sales bit that we're talking about. How to say no. This is for all of you people. There's two sides to this. There's this is for one side is for all of you people out there, amongst the two million listeners that we probably have today. I would say this affects at least 1.3 million. Is you don't know how to say no to salespeople. I think for me, and we'll go around here and talk about this. But I think for me, why this bothers me, is people will just ignore all day or keep you on the line or like whatever. Where if you would just say no one time to me, like if I'm trying to pitch you something, whatever it is, I don't care if it's somebody like pitching you insurance or a marketing tech product or whatever it is. Cut co-knives at your front Cut co-knives. Just say no. Just like any of, of the best drugs out there, the, the way to stay off of them is to just say no, right? Who is that? I think it's... From Saved by the Bell. Lady Bush? No. No, uh, Reagan's wife, was Reagan's it? wife. Yeah. Oh, Reagan. Yeah, okay. So Reagan's wife. So just say no. She started the D.A.R.E. campaign. Yeah. Just mm. say no. Same applies to sales. 
if you don't want something, instead of just like clicking, I get like the first one, you just delete hoping they'll just go away. The second one, maybe you delete hoping yeah. they'll go away. Whatever. And then you gotta realize you're on a mail merge. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, all you have to respond, you don't even have to tell me why, at least just say like, no thank you, whatever. Yeah, my thing about that, I think it's a good point. And I'm not, I don't really don't wanna be a thought leader here, because this isn't my. I think you're safe. All right is asking the prospect, do you feel comfortable telling me no? Because if you're saying that it's okay to say no, then maybe they'd be more apt to say no. Just a thought. So just straight up saying. Do you feel comfortable telling me no at any point in this process? Because they, they know that you're trying to sell them something. And if you ask permission, do you feel comfortable with saying me no, then maybe they'd be. So you're saying it's, a sales, it's part of the salesperson's job to say, to give them an out. Yeah, exactly. Because then it's just going to keep going on and going on. Like there's, I think the the answer is like they're just going to keep ignoring you, because that's what they're, that's what they've always done to the hundred other reps that are trying to sell them a solution. Yeah, I think the other problem though is, you know, in sales, just saying no might not be enough. We are taught to like qualify in and out quickly. So if someone says no to me, I respect it, but I also ask for a reason why. So the key is saying no and qualifying your out quickly. Right. So maybe saying it's someone else who's responsible. I agree. I think the person on the other side would argue that one, if they tell you no and it's because I don't have budget, I don't, I don't have the money for this, like whatever it might be, then um, you might, then the salesperson might keep going with trying to handle an objection by trying to say like, oh, totally understand. For those of you who aren't in sales, like, oh, totally understand. Thanks for telling me that you don't have budget. Like, who do you think would? Or like, whatever. There's There has to be a follow-up yeah. on the salesperson side if you're doing your job. Because like them saying, I don't have budget, doesn't mean no. It just means they don't have budget right now. When are you going to have it? Like, whose budget do you take it? Like, there's, it's not in Who does have budget, yeah. yeah. Like, they say no, like, straight up. But as salespeople, we're told that if they say no once, like, Ask again, like, when is it enough for us to, you know, just say, okay, I'm walking away. So what do you think is the best way to say, to say GFY, say go fuck yourself to a salesperson and actually have them walk away? Because the three of us at this table right now, like, maybe, and I like to think, I like to think that we're decent at our jobs, but if somebody says, like, no because budget or no because priority... If I'm doing my job right, I'm probably asking like, okay, what are your priorities right now so I know when to follow up? No yeah. budget? Okay, when is the new budget cycle? Like, there's always another follow-up. So is there any way to actually get a salesperson off your back once they've latched on? I think the the way the only way to really do that is to sh somehow show that the solution that that person is trying to give you or sell you, product, whatever, is not a fit for you. Yeah. So not just no, but like I will never find value in this. Like mm -hmm. this just does not work for our organization based I think that's on X, Y, and Z. I think that's a good one. So like if I'm emailing somebody at an organization, they say no, uh, and this is not something I'm interested in because blank. So it is going to ask for a little bit of work on their part, which is a little unfair because they're being contacted out of the blue. But at the end of the day, like if you want me to get off your back, tell me no and why, and like I'll go bug mm -hmm. somebody else. Yeah. I think that's fair, right? Yeah, that's fair. But you know, do you throw them into the nurture campaign or do you throw them to your VP of sales to have them go after them to find another connection? I think that could all be done you know, as you're doing the prospecting, building out the relationship, right? You should try to connect all the dots, right? Yeah. But then 
throw them in the nurture campaign. Hopefully, nurturing is good enough that when they do come back, they're going to spend more because they've just been nurtured with a bunch of cool stuff. I think it's also worth saying, like, in the salesperson's defense, like, I get that somebody's bugging you. Yeah. You didn't ask them to bug you. Right. But, like, sometimes it is worth looking at a product. Like, sometimes yeah. it is malpractice on your part to just write something off when, like, there might be something there. Right. You yeah. know? So I think really the only way to get them to stop is pass them to someone else. Like, if you, if it's not necessarily say no for your company, that's be like, oh, one. this is really, like, that's yeah. really you should reach one. out to this person. Yeah, we'll stop bothering you and we'll bother that. That's really um, good. But ultimately, at the end of the day, we have to be bothering someone. And yeah. We, we have activity metrics and... That's really smart because no matter what they say when they come back to you with like, no, I'm not interested because you're going to try and handle that objective. But if they say, no, I'm not interested, but you know who would love to talk to you, (laughs) the coworker that I hate that I want to weigh down with more (laughs) shit on their plate, go talk to them. It reminds me of those emails we used to get uh, all the time, like at our sales company-wide email that would be like, do you want 8,000 contact lists from X, Y, and Z? And then we'd just be like, why, yes, we definitely do. Here's who you reach out to, Yeah, our good friend, Bob Erickson. So I'm the salesperson. <laughs> I want a bone. You've got a bone. You're holding it in your hand. I can see that you have that bone. But if you throw it into somebody else's yard, I'm going to stop bugging you. I'm not going to keep bugging you for the bone that's no longer in your hand. That's a dog analogy for the dog-friendly listeners out yep. there. You're welcome. Yep. You're welcome. Um, all right, I think we can put a bow on that. Yeah. I think we crushed that without being uh, douchey thought leaders. Yeah, we gave some good tips that weren't very too thought leader-y yeah. to both sales reps and people constantly getting prospected by sales reps. You're welcome, America. And Turkey. We actually have a big presence in Turkey. Yep. yep. Thanks, to, thanks to the U.S. and Turkey. Appreciate it. Yeah. All, All right. The, the boss subscribers we paid for. Um, and I don't want to say... <laughs> I don't want to say we're saving the, the best for last. Um... But it may be it may be the best. Let's do. Do you have something else? No, no, no. That's all you. No, I think this day in history is pretty good, especially today, December seventh. I feel like you have something for this. Well, I, you took history class, right? December seventh. Okay. This is a big Pearl Harbor. So Pearl Harbor, yeah, exactly. Okay. So that's it's pretty monumental, right? Pearl. We at least tip our caps to our veterans on today. I'll cheers to that. All right. Yeah. This day in history is typically meant to be like weird things. That I know, happen. but it's D-Day. It's worth respect. Not D-Day. It's Pearl Harbor Day. Yeah, it's worth D-Day. respect. D-Day is yeah. what, June? Yeah. June 6th or something. Um, what was it like to be there? <laughs> Luckily, I survived. Yeah. We're glad that you made it through and that you're Thank here you. with us. I can't imagine what it was like to be going through college at that time. Hmm. There's a lot. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. Hawaii is beautiful. Though. For, the, for the listeners, uh, Luke is... So I'm not sure if this is too much. I thought we might be a, beating a dead horse. Sorry, Peter. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm a, feeding I'm a fed horse. Feeding a fed horse. <clears throat> yeah, you gotta take the flower by the, the Th- thorns. thorns. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> take it from feeding a dead horse <laughs> to force feeding. Yeah. Overfeed. Yeah. I'm not sure if this is too much of a, a tangent, but mentioning you know Pearl Harbor and, and D-Day and talking about. War times. One of the weird news stories I was choosing between was I don't know if you guys heard about Ted Nugent, um, no. but when he was trying to be drafted, um, supposedly he for like a week straight just shit himself every day <laughs> to convince them he was <laughs> crazy or had some bad bowel issues, uh, wow. so he was wasn't didn't have to go to the the war. That's a power move. Yeah. Uh, 
some kind of power move. It's yeah. a powerful bowel movement, I guess. Very yeah. powerful. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell us about your dad joke of the week? <clears throat> it's actually applicable here because I, I did use it recently. An applicable dad joke. My five-year-old likes to uh, watch Peter Pan every now and again. And we all know where Peter Pan lives. Never, never learned. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I said, hey, uh, I said, hey, L, why does Peter Pan n- never land? Because he never lands. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to all yeah. of listeners. <laughs> You're loving that. It's a good one. You yeah. made that up, didn't you? Yeah. Could you, you say, say it again? Um, I, just, I just want to hear it one more time. You could either say it two ways. Why does Peter Pan never land? Or you can say, why does Peter Pan always fly? Because he never lands. Ooh, I, okay. Now yeah. I'm on board with that. Yeah. I'm on board with that. Now I'm excited. Now I'm into yeah, it. I think the yeah. first way just is because you can't include you're, you're double repeating. Yeah, because he always flies. Never land. Yeah. Why is why or why is Peter Pan so fly? Because he never lands. Exactly. I think it's good. There's another one I was gonna say. It was about bananas. Like, why do bananas <laughs> need sunscreen? <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> because they peel. Okay. I like that one. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Both are pretty good. Bonus dad joke. Yeah. Bonus dad joke. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Luke, how do you feel about today's uh, today's podcast? I think we were more on track. I think we had a good job staying to the agenda. I was um, I was kind of thrown off by saying what everything was about. I wasn't expecting that, but uh, I think we, I think it was a good a good podcast. Well, that's how we get that's how we get more listeners. For the people who are jumping on, like, have no idea who we are, what we're about. Like, they don't know that you're old. Or that I'm handsome, or that Nick is uh, from Vermont. You yeah. Know, like I don't know how to. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just want to brief them on who we are, what we're doing. You that's know. fine. Yeah. Uh, that's that's, fine. that's what the critics had to say. We got written up in a couple blogs, and that's that's one of the things they talk about. And so I just thought it would be fair to. Yeah, and I do like your ugly sweater today. Thanks. It is lighting up. Hey, happy Hanukkah for. Uh, Day night six. For all the heebs out there, all my other MOTs. Uh, I'm wearing an ugly sweater. Has uh, a deer on it. Uh, reindeer and maybe some on the back as well and Nick is having a Vermont flannel I just want to say that we spent the, the podcast today not talking about Hanukkah it was just like kind of a, an after note um, so I'm just saying don't like re- what's the what's the word religionist me I spend a whole day talking about Christmas on the next episode super insensitive oh that, like, that probably won't be the next episode but no. maybe four it's or like five feeding let's, let's feed two birds with one scone yeah exactly <laughs> I wonder what the bird's preferable scone is. I can't wait to bring home the bagel tonight. Bring home the, that's gluten insensitive. All right, uh, thanks to, uh, let's do our thanks real quick. Uh, Thanks to to Mark Morris, Luke's a big fan. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, you're welcome, Luke. Um, Thanks to um, Vermont Flannel for providing Nick with all of his wardrobe. You should throw us some money. Yeah. And if you guys ever want a, if you guys want a, a seven out of a 10, I think it was self-rated by Mark Morris, but it, I think it was pretty good recipe. Go to his Instagram and look at his um, avocado uh, guacamole uh, recipe. Uh, it's really good. Now you're stressed. Now we know you're desperate for Mark's approval. Mark has helped me out in, in a lot of ways. So thank you, oh, Mark. I, I like that. it. I like how Luke keeps leaning into the microphone when he's like. You told me to do that before we started. Now I'm really self-conscious. All right. Thanks to all the dedicated <laughs> listeners out there. We'll see you guys next week or maybe the week after. We'll see. Bye. Peace. Bye.